Welcome to the Peterson's Bow Hunting Podcast. All bow hunting, all the time. Now, here's your host, editor Christian Berg. All right, welcome back to the Bow Hunting Podcast, brought to you by today's guest, PJ Riley, and the other fine folks at Lancaster Archery Supply. PJ, how's it going? Good, man. Good to be here. It is always good. Uh, appreciate your flexibility today. I yeah. I am uh, guilty of a major brain fart, and you guys were <laughs> sitting around at the studio this morning waiting for me to show up, and uh, old Berg never showed up. <laughs> oh, well, you're here virtually. You're here in spirit. Yeah. Um, that's That's what they always say about me. They're like, you know, Berg is like virtually getting the job done. Now, if he would actually get the job done, you know, we'd all be a lot better off. But uh, <laughs> speaking of getting the job done, you, my friend, got the job done in Illinois this fall. You killed an absolute beast of a whitetail. Congratulations. It was nice. Thank you. Yep. Heaviest one I've ever shot. Uh, he was a tank. How heavy do you actually weigh this thing? We did 271 pounds. That's live. That's guts in that's, you know, hauled him out whole, um, which was interesting because we put him on the front of the four wheeler. And when we set him on that, the back just tipped up. So fortunately my buddy says, Hey, it's a good thing. We have a fat kid along with us. One of his son's friends. Like, <laughs> his name's Colton. Like Colton sit on the back of that thing. So well, if you're gonna, some ballast, if you're going to shoot fat deer, you better bring a fat kid. You know That's what I mean? Right. Get it out of the woods. 271 right. pounds, PJ. 271. That's now that that's the heaviest for me. I, I've been out there when he had one that was like, I think it was almost 320. That, and that one was a Boone and Crockett deer. That's the biggest deer I've ever seen. And I know of one other 300 that he shot out there, but yeah, for me, 271, that's the biggest I've ever seen. Now, so. now I realize that deer just, you know, on average are bigger in, in, in that part of the world. But I mean, how, how old is a 271 pound deer or so 77 he, or whatever? He knew that deer and he figures it was six and a half based on his records of it. So he figures wow. it was six and a half. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, I mean, yes, they're bigger out there, but that's, that's, you know, they're not usually that big, <laughs> you know, so you'll when, get 220, 230. That's a good, heavy Illinois deer, but so like a tank. Yeah. When he came, um, what, what were you thinking? Had you ever seen this deer before? So it turns out I had seen him before that morning um, and Doug, a uh, guy I was hunting with Illinois Whitetail Services, he uh, had shown me a picture of him, but just from a few days before his points were intact. And when I shot him, they were all busted off. Um, so, and I saw him that morning and uh, he was like 25 yards away, but he was at a funny angle. I didn't think he was that big. And, um, I, the only reason I know it was him is because he got a trail cam picture of him that we saw later. I was like, oh, yeah, that's the deer. So anyway, he came in chasing a doe and was at like, I mean, eventually he was literally three yards from the tree. 
looking right at me. And I said, well, I'm going to draw back. So I just drew my bow with him looking at me. He didn't like that. Hopped away 15 yards and I shot him. But the, what got me was the doe he was with. I was like, this buck is literally like four times the size of that doe. I'm just staring at him the whole time. Like that is the biggest deer I've ever seen. It was like a cow. <laughs> so yeah. I said, I, 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 we were talking to my buddy said, what's his antlers like? And I was like, I don't really know. I was just mesmerized by how big the deer was. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I, I don't remember, you can remind me how many points it was, but I remember seeing, you know, pictures like 10. Yeah. But I mean, it wasn't like, I remember seeing the pictures. It's not the rack that makes you like double take that buck. No, not at all. No, it was like, like I said, it was, oh yeah, you know, he's got enough there that I'm going to shoot him. But yeah, the body was like, whoa. (laughs) Well, we got a transition here. And I think the transition question is what bow, because we're going to talk 2024 bows today. Right. So what bow did you shoot this year? So this is a this is the best part of the story. So three years in a row, I have been out there hunting with Doug on the day Matthews launches their boats. And now the previous two years, I didn't have the current bow that was being launched I was hunting with. But I killed bucks on both of the previous two years on Matthews launch day under the same scenario. It's launching. It's in the morning. Stuff's going crazy. I'm following it all on my phone. At some point, I get irritated at something, and I'm furiously texting. I look up, and, oh, there's a buck. Bam, I shot him. And I shot two good ones the previous year. So here we are, 2023, except this time I have the lift with me. Exact same thing. It's about 10 o'clock. Matthews is launching. There's some frustrations going on on things getting posted and whatnot. So I'm messing with that in the tree stand. I hear a grunt. I get up, turn around, and here comes this buck chasing this doe. Bam, I shoot him with the lift. Three years in a row on Matthews launch day, I have three Illinois bucks. (laughs) So what was the date? Uh, What was the date? I don't remember. It was what? The 4th. November 14th, 14th, November 14th. Okay. November 14th. And you shot this. So I realized that, you know, some people, the Levi Morgans of the world and other Illuminati who get these bows before the launch and probably killed, you know, a bunch of stuff, but oh yeah, were you able to confirm though, that post launch, were you the first verified killer Post-launch. I I had to be. There's no way anybody shot one with that bow faster than me because it was like uh, what, like 30 minutes after the <laughs> launch that I shot this thing. I texted the guys from Matthews. I was like, "Hey, here you go, launch day. This is the first kill." <laughs> hey, that is awesome. Well, that's called, you know, if I dropped the ball this morning. P.J. Riley's getting it done. I mean, efficiency, (laughs) peak efficiency. And I'm also guessing that because you had the bow with you on the hunt, that that means that you also recorded a video and did all that. So you guys posted a review video that same morning as well, right? Yeah, it was all set up and uh, I was comfortable with it. I had a 
Uh, last year, I with the phase four, it was so close. I just wasn't fully comfortable with it yet. So I, I shot it with my V3X. Um, but this year I'd had some time with it. Uh, I had a, I had the new HHA Cerakote sight on it. I mean, I had everything. It was all new stuff. My sight tape was good. I knew how it shot. Um, so yeah, I'd had, I'm going to say about a week with it and felt comfortable with it. Um, so yeah, I just took it in the tree. I was like, Hey, this would be cool if I shot one with it. <laughs> well, folks, if you needed any evidence that these folks at Lancaster Archery aren't just looking to sell you gear, make a buck, right? These are enthusiasts, and it's not just PJ. I mean, I know you're the guy out there on the video, but literally, you know, from the guys who work in the pro shop, who answer the phones, respond to the emails, pick the orders in the warehouse, ship it out, they're all serious archers and bow hunters and it's a great time to just mention that yes you can go to the Lancaster Archery website you can watch PJ's you know videos on all kinds of new products including the Matthews lift a bunch of other bows that we're going to talk about this morning but just to remind you that for all of your bow hunting needs you want to go to lancasterarchery.com why? Because they've got the gear, obviously. They've got the knowledge. And as PJ so uh, well demonstrated out there in Illinois, they've got the passion. So congratulations and kudos to you, my friend. Thank you. I, I Just when you were mentioning the guys, I want to make sure I put in a plug to the ladies too. Jasmine oh, right. yes. Rainey is one of our customer service reps. Uh, that folks may have encountered with. If you chat in, you're going to talk to Jasmine. Bam. P PA season this year, first night she sat out there, she shot a buck and a doe. <laughs> she had hey. a twofer. <laughs> uh, I'm seeing a common theme amongst uh, your crew there, and not really surprising when you know Rob, right? Right, e exactly. Effic efficiency. It's all yep. a model of efficiency, man. <laughs> You betcha. <laughs> um, so let's do this. Um, okay. We're going to talk 24 bows, and we may as well just finish up with this Matthews lift. Obviously, Matthews is a longtime industry leader, uh, probably has a bigger and more loyal following than just about any other brand you could imagine. and. Um, gosh, you've got me thinking that it's good luck, maybe almost to shoot a Matthews. I don't know if that's almost an unfair advantage. Guys are going to think, well, gee, you know, if I get the new Matthews, uh, on launch day, I might, I might be able to get a buck under my tree, you know, but, uh, I'll tell you one thing. Now I have one of these things too, and I guarantee that I don't have as much experience with it as you do. But one thing that I really noticed right away is, well, it's what they named it for, the lift. You know, it's kind of a play on the lighter weight. But compared to the recent vintage Matthews bows, you can definitely feel that they've taken some weight out of that thing. Yes, for sure. Yeah, it's about a half pound. Both of them are about a half pound lighter than their predecessors. Yeah. So, so other than that, which is kind of the headliner, 
Um, talk to me about the lift, what your impressions yeah. were, what you think the highlights are. And I know it's tough because we're going to jump to a whole bunch of manufacturers and you right. can't possibly remember every spec and all that off the top of you. Maybe you can. I don't know. But Not I don't, don't want to. Yeah. But I can remember the experiences with them. Yeah. But so the lift here. So the other thing is it's faster. Um, so that there definitely is a different in the draw cycle. It's definitely a little more aggressive, but as we always say here, speed isn't free. Uh, it's got to come from somewhere. And so this one is a little bit faster. And so the draw cycle, you can feel it just, you know, it doesn't mean that it's like, oh, this is terrible. I, I didn't feel that way. I'm, I'm still shooting it at 70 pounds. I was able to draw it back. It's nice. Uh, but yeah, it's a little bit faster and I, you know, I don't, I didn't put any machinery on it, but I think it's quieter than the phase four too. It was crazy quiet. This bow is so, um, yeah, I, yeah, I, I, really I, like I did, uh, I did talk to, uh, one guy who had shot it and said he didn't like it as much as the phase four. Uh, I think because of what you're talking about. I mean, it's faster and he felt like there was a little bit more hand shock and maybe he didn't yep. like the draw cycle quite as much. And again, it's everything in archery is a trade-off, you know? Exactly. So you can't, you can't, you know, store more energy without a more aggressive camp. You can't, yep. you can't shave weight without having less mass to absorb, you know, vibrate. And it's just if it, now, yes, uh, things like innovations that Matthews comes up with, like resistance phase dampening and yeah. that polymer in the limbs. Yeah, you can you can sort of counteract some of that law of physics by introducing other things into the design of the bows. And yeah. they're better at that than probably anybody. Yeah. And I went, so I decided, all right, this year I'm going to go different. I, the last two years, I always took the longer axle to axle bow. This year I took the shorter one. I was like, all right, I'm, I'm going to do this completely different. So, 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 so that's the, for, for listeners, that's the 29 and a half. 29 and a half. I and went with there's, that. Cause there's also a 33. Yep. I only went with a uh, 12 inch front stabilizer. I only got four ounces on it, no side rod. I kept it lightweight and everything. And I mean, so far I've, you know, I'm not noticing a dip in my shooting. You know, I was always, ah, you gotta have that long axle to axle to be able to shoot this thing, blah, blah, blah. But now I'm, I'm shooting this thing great at the shorter axle to axle, less weight on the bow, less stabilization shooting great for me so you like it that's what i like saying. it yeah is that now is that your i mean this is a dangerous question i've never asked you this out and out before are you like a brand loyal guy and do you pick like a particular bow every year as your main hunting bow so um because of some uh sponsorships that we have i i'm the i some of the magazine stuff that I do. I'm the bow hunting editor for Buckmasters magazine. They're sponsored by Matthews. So I hunt with a Matthews bow. Um, and then same with our competition. There's a, there's a video series we do called shot of the week during ASA season. And our sponsor there is Matthews. So I shoot the Matthews target bows, but that's, 
companies I work for are sponsored by them. I myself am not sponsored by anybody. Um, so I can shoot whatever, um, but for hunting, I'm pretty much shooting Matthews. Gotcha. Gotcha. And if you aren't, you're not talking about it too much. Well, not, no, no, I mean, like, like you wouldn't do it. You're not going to be filming it or anything like that if it's not. Yeah. yeah. Right. Right. But, you know, we come out and we, sh you know, I'll shoot all the bows. I'm not like, okay, well, everything has to suck compared to a Matthews because Matthews is paying the bill. No, we did a, uh, we did a hundred yard challenge with the PSE Evolve DS. Is it? Yeah. Evolve DS. Um, and so I shot, I set that one up. Uh, and then we we're like, okay, can I get this thing quickly to be accurate at a hundred yards? And I think it was in like five shots of being sighted in that we put a balloon out there and that's five shots. Three of them were touching the balloon. <laughs> they just didn't hit the balloon. <laughs> and we had it, I, I don't know, it was about the size of the whatever the NFA faces that you shoot at 80 yards. That's what I was shooting. I know my pin, my uh, 19,000s pin was bigger than the balloon I was aiming at from my perspective. And within five shots, I broke the balloon, three of which were touching. I had two bad shots, but I mean, I, what more can you ask for? That's, that's, uh, you know, out of the box, setting it up, with minimal experience, if I can be that accurate at a hundred yards, I can't say anything but good things about that bow. Yeah. Now, yeah. is that one of the 24 bows or is that something you had that done? Is. It yep. is. Okay. That's the Evolve DS. Um, and I think that was a, I can't remember the length on it. Might've been 34. Um, it was the longer, they had two versions and it was the longer uh, bow. Gotcha. So, and did you do... Did you do the Mach 30 DS too? Did or? the Mach 30 DS? I'm glad you brought that one up because now that's a 30 inch carbon bow. And so historically that would not be something I shot well. And it has a pretty severe deflex in the riser. Reflex, sorry, reflex back towards the string. Um, so when you have that uh, reflex in the handle like that with that's the handle sitting behind the pivot point. Yep. You I'm looking at a picture of the bow right now. I can see exactly what you're talking about. Generally those bows are difficult to control. So I took it out. I was like, all right, you know, let me just see what I can do with this thing. And I was like, man, this thing is aiming stupid. Good. And I started shooting it at 60 yards and my group, I think I shot eight arrows it was 50 yards I shot. And again, we're shooting at this range that has the NFA faces, whatever they have for the field round, whatever size dot that is, all of them were in there. I think it was 10 or 11 arrows all in this dot. And I texted Lonnie Workman from PSE. I said, Hey man, I shouldn't be shooting this thing. Well, but I'm pounding with this 30 inch carbon bow. And Lonnie told me, he's, you know, he said nothing ahead of time. And he said, Chris Schaff, one of his pros, texted him and said, hey, man, I think I can win Vegas with this bow. He said, I'm not gonna, <laughs> I'm not gonna shoot it in tournament because tournament pressure is different. But he's like, this thing is 
unbelievably accurate. Yeah. So yeah, that's a carbon bow shot that one. Well, you know, the Hoyts were great this year. Their new, uh, what is the RX eight? They have yeah, this yeah. Year. Well, let's here real real quick. Let's wrap up on the PS. And I also wanted okay. to give a shameless plug, right? Because this is our Peterson's Bow Hunting 2024 new gear guide. There which you will, go. Which will be out soon. And yes. as you're as you're talking about your experiences and actually shooting these bows, I've got yeah. the write-ups that we put together. So uh, you know, as nice. we're talking about that PSC Mach 30, that's yeah. uh, obviously it's 30 inch bow, like PJ said, axle to axle. <laughs> Six and an eighth inch brace height. IBO speed rating on that is 340 feet per second. So that's now, and I can tell you there, that, that one tested the best for us. We set up a 350 grain arrow and shot it, you know, 70 pounds, um, 30 inch draw. So the ATA specs, it's 340 rated. We got 338 and a mine had a peep sight in it. So you take that peep site out. We were basically right there at 340. Truth in advertising. Uh, yeah, and, it, that and was you know, right in, on the money. Interestingly, and I'll just throw this out there, PJ. Um, when it comes to speed claims, when we do our bow tests for the magazine, you know, John Silks does all those for us. Yeah. We, we don't test at IBO spec. And there's a reason for that. Yeah, I'm just going to leave it at that. We test at, uh, we use other arrow weights and we test at 65 pounds yeah. and, and, and 29 inches. And part of the reason for that is because 29, 65 is probably a more realistic setup for the average bow hunter. But and a 400 reason, and some grain arrow. Yes, yes. Yeah. And a 425 grain arrow. Uh, we test two different arrow weights. But the other reason, quite frankly, PJ, and, and I'm not saying PSE or any man manufacturer in particular, but the other reason is in the past, when we tested at IBO specs, we would run into um, awkward situations, let's say where not every bow uh, matched the advertised spec, and then it became a bit of a debate. And then, you know, we didn't really want to be in a position of calling anybody um, not completely truthful. It's, and it's, uh, I'm glad you brought that up because there are a lot of variables there. You know, are you using the bow that, the exact bow that they used in the test? Are you using the same chronograph? Uh, there's a lot of, you know, what kind of rest we found a whisker biscuit robbed us of about two feet per second. Uh, when we shot one of those versus a drop away, you know, strand count in your, in your bow string, there's variables that can change that. Um, but we like to do it just to, you know, quite frankly, over the years, people are like, how come you're not doing the ATA spec? Cause we would always just use a hunting weight arrow for me. Me personally, for stuff I want to see, I don't care what it does at 350. There's what I want to know is how fast is it with a hunting arrow? That still drives nothing for me. If I can't be accurate with it, I don't care how fast it shoots. <laughs> I want to be accurate with that thing. So for me, that trumps everything. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm not a, oh, I don't care how fast and, it is. Yeah. And I always tell people, I'm like, look, whatever the IBOs, advertised spec is great but you do realize like that's not what you're going to do when you go hunting right yeah and again i don't have you know all the particulars for any certain 2024 bow but i can just say that 
you know, for me again, at 65 pounds, 60 to 65 pounds, 29 inches, generally 275 feet per second with a 420 grain arrow is what my hunting bows are producing in the real world. You know? Yeah. 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 I would say mine, I'm up 280. Sometimes I get into the 290, but yeah. Yep. Yeah. And, and yeah. And again, like I said, some of these newer bows, you know, I might be a little higher than what I've been in the past. So you had mentioned though, I want to move on. You had started yep. to talk about Hoyt when I cut you off. So they yep. have Hoyt Carbon RX-8. They're calling it their smoothest, quietest carbon bow in Hoyt history. What did you think of that bow, PJ? 100% because, so what they wanted to do was they wanted, to, what they've been trying to do is get it. Their marketing this year was although price comes into play, but they wanted to make it so that, hey, it doesn't matter which one you choose. You're getting, they got same cams, uh, same, uh, a lot of the same features on there. They wanted them to be as close to the same as possible. Wait, when you say it doesn't matter which one, are you talking about between the flagship carbon and the flagship aluminum? Correct. Yes. They gotcha. were like one, I think it was something like one experience, you choose uh, which bow, which... I mean, of course, the price is going to be a factor there because they don't cost the same. Um, but I thought this year was as they did their carbon bow shot the best of any of the Hoyt carbon bows I shot. Just not much thump there. The draw cycle was nice, uh, held on target. Everything that you want a bow to do, the RX-8 did really well. You know, the... the um, I'm drawing a blank on the aluminum. The, the Alpha X. Alpha. Alpha. Uh, the Alpha X. They had a 33 and a 30, 34 and a 33, or 34 and a 30. 30 and 33, my friend. 30 and 33. Okay. Um, yeah. I, for, I knew that one was going to shoot well. Um, I, that, I had no doubts there. The Hoyt car, the Hoyt aluminums, the last couple of years um, have just been getting better and better, but it was the carbon. I was like, man, this, this does, this shoots just like the aluminum in terms of quiet, minimal hand shock. You know, it's still carbon. That's you're still going to feel that thump a little bit, but what does that thump do? A couple of years ago, you shoot the carbon that bow's jumping out of your hand. You had to catch it. That's not happening here. That bow just sits there. You just feel it hitting that carbon. And so I thought the RX-8, that thing was just, that was a nice shooting bow. So so for the folks, again, and, you know, PJ, I, I've got the advantage of having the magazine here right in front of me. So nice. RX-8, it's 30 and 5 eighths inches between the axles. You got a 6 and an eighth inch brace height. IBO speed rating on that one's 342 feet per second. Um, that's the HBX exact binary cam system. You mentioned that's the same cam system on that and the Alpha X. Yes. And if you look there, uh, didn't they have, uh, what? what's their draw length adjustments now. okay so draw length because there's a there's an rx8 turbo also available yeah so the rx8 has a draw length range of 25 to 30 inches and the, the all i'm sorry not turbo ultra ultra the, yeah the yeah. ultra is 34 and looks like six eighths 
seven eighths between the axles, seven and a eighth inch brace height, 27 to 32 on that one. And IBO rating is 332, so a little slower on the Ultra. But you mentioned price. So this carbon bow, the regular version is four pounds. The Ultra is 4.4. It's $1,949, PJ. Yeah. I remember when manufacturers hit the $1,000 threshold on flagship bows and everybody thought that was crazy. We are now approaching the $2,000 threshold. Yeah, we are. Well, and I'm glad you mentioned that. We'll we'll talk about that in a second because there are some great alternatives. Yesterday, yes. I shot one that blew me away, but I don't want to get well, into that yet. But, we'll but get again, there. as specific, because we're still talking Hoyt here, because yes. if you go over to the aluminum riser, right? If you say, okay, I'm not sure I can stomach two grand for my next bow. If I jump over to the Alpha X and essentially get the same cam system with an aluminum riser, you're down to $1,349. So it's $600 right. cheaper. So and, and and again, just real quick here. So the, the Alpha X, that's, well, it's available, you know, 30 and 33. And your IBO speed rating on the 30 is 344. And on the 33, it's 334. Yeah. And on that uh, HBX exact cam, I wanted to look it up just to verify before I said it, but this is something new for Hoyt this year, quarter inch draw length adjustments on that module on the cam there. And what Hoyt did is in the past, if you're familiar with Hoyt, they always would have three different cam sizes to get through the total draw length range. You know, with um, with adjustable modules, there's going to be winners and losers in that range. Generally, your max position is going to perform the best. And then as you go down, the, the efficiency is not going to be as good. Well, so this year, Hoyt has one cam, but three different modules to get through the full range of draw lengths. And quarter inch draw length adjustments, which that's just huge in terms of getting this bow exactly where you want it. The, the HBX exact, you can get that draw length perfectly fine. You know, what we would see people do half inch, uh, you know, 30 is just a little bit too short. 30 and a half is a little bit too long. So what they would do is twist up the cables to get into that quarter inch. They'd go to the 30 position, twist up the cables, get it to 30 and a quarter. Once you do that, you're changing the performance of the bow. The engineers don't like that. So if you can move the module by a quarter inch, that's the best case scenario. Then you're not messing with the bow's performance. Well, another thing when you talk about, you know, customization and being able to really fine tune this is a trend across the whole industry, and we see it growing more and more. But again, while we're on the subject of the new Hoyt bows, they're also really promoting this idea of being able to customize and optimize in terms of your uh, 
accessories. So they've got the inline yeah. accessory mounting system. You know, these new bows, they've got the Picatinny rails for the sight yeah. mounting. They've got the um, the dovetail rest mounts for the integrate sights. Yeah. They've got the integrated uh, shortstop stabilizers. I think Hoyt's got some new quiver systems that are designed to, you know, really sit tight to the bow and be really customizable. So again, I, I know it's a industry-wide thing. Oh, and their new ghost sticks, which they've improved yeah. and you've probably played with those. So that's your yes. bow stand that is, you know, really handy if you've ever, I mean, if you shoot on the range, shoot 3D uh, or hunt in a blind in or a blind. shooting house or anything like that, you know how handy those are and the way that they're building these things now. I mean, Matthew's has a new version out for their new bow too. But the way that these things are designed to stay on the bow all the time right. and you can shoot and it doesn't impact anything. But anyway, just talk about, you know, all this stuff that Hoyt is doing to integrate their, their accessories. So, and what you'll notice too on that Hoyt exact HBX exact X cam is on the top and the bottom, you're going to see a little bump out on the cam rail that's got a little rubber piece on there for, you know, if you're setting it on that stand, it's going to sit on that rubber spot versus on actually your cam track or, you know, hauling your bow up into the tree or down, it's going to hit that as opposed to hitting your cam track, just a tiny little thing, but Hey, that's a good idea. <laughs> What'll they think of next? I'll tell you, you know, it seems like something. Oh yeah, whatever. Well, until you ding your cam doing one of those things, then you'll appreciate this thing. <laughs> All right. Listen, let's move on. I'm going to go to the okay. next one on my list. Okay. Did you shoot the bear archery persist? I did. Yes. Okay. What can you tell me about it? So it's, uh, it's a decent bow. If you, so what we see is there are people who like, you know, if you shoot a Hoyt, you like the way that performs. Bear is one of those. If you shoot a bear, other bows aren't going to feel right to you. So the bear persists, shoots like a bear. I don't know how to describe that. It's got a, it's, they tend to have a little more hand shock. Um, the draw cycle is nice. Uh, it does require like effort at the front end. Once you get past that effort, you know, it comes over, holds nice at full draw. I shot that one at distance too. Did really well with it. It, It's a bear, I will say. I don't think there was a ton different in this bow than there was last year's bow. I forget what that one was called, uh, but it's same cam. A lot yeah, of the, the, the EKO echo. Yeah. A yeah. lot of the features were the same. Um, so, it, you know, good bow. If you like bears, you're going to like this bow. Um, not much different from last year to this year. They so the, added some things in there. Like they added a loop for you to haul up your bow. Like we were just yeah, talking where about. It's on the top uh, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, limb um, pocket. At the pocket. Yeah. Yep. Uh, stuff like that. Now, I just, think they had a pick rail. They added a picketing. Yes, they did. There's rail a pick, to the front pick rail there. for mounting yeah. the mounting the sights. Hey, you remember this stuff pretty good. <laughs> Sometimes, man, I have a I have a mind like a steel sieve. 
So the bear <laughs> archery persist again. I'll just hit people with a few specs. It's 31 inch axle to axle bow. It's got a pretty decent brace height, six and a half inches, adjustable let off up to 90%. And uh, IBO arrow speeds up to 340 feet per second. I mean, 340 is the new 300, man. I'm telling you that that one, we did not shoot through the chronograph. We didn't have our new chronograph yet. Uh, so I don't know what this, what we got for speeds on that, but uh, yeah, it's, it's decent. Yeah. It's uh, it's got, like you said, it's got the Picatinny rail for the sights. It's got the uh, dovetail for the integrate um, rests yeah. and uh, the loop, like you said, 25 to 30 inch draw length range on that and four let off settings. 75, 80, 85, or 90%. What's your pleasure on let off, PJ? Um, I'm in the, uh, you know, a lot of it depends on how it feels at the back wall there too. If it's nice and solid, I tend to like it to be solid, not limb stop solid. Uh, I prefer a cable stop, but I'm 80 or 85. 90 to me, uh, it, it, you lose a lot. Um, if you're a Western hunter diehard, I think you notice that 90%. If it's windy and you're holding 90 and you go to 90% let off, man, you can move a lot in there. Do so you kind of count on a little less of that let off yeah. to hold me in place? Do you remember concept archery? Can't say, not off the top of my head. So there was a bow company. This is going back, oh, into the early 2000s. They would have been around probably in the 90s. Concept Archery, the 99% let off bow. Oh, man. <laughs> it was, okay, we had one here in the office. This guy, uh -huh. I mean, they were around, I've been here a little over 15 years. They were still around at least the first five, six years of my time here. Yeah. You would draw this bow. And then you would try to let down <laughs> yeah. and you'd get scared because you literally said, I think I can just set this here and go make a ham sandwich and come back. And when I finish my sandwich, the string is still going to be at full draw. Like I'm going to have to push this thing. Yeah, <laughs> It's crazy. It was absolutely crazy. So when you started talking about what it's like when you have that 90% let off, yeah, it it's like, yeah, you can just get a little too sloppy at full draw. You know what I mean? If, I, I think 90% where that lives is going to be your Eastern tree stand hunter. Somebody who's not shooting very far to begin with. You're in a saddle. You're doing things where you're, you know, you may not be in the best posture to hold something. 90% is going to be great. But if you're going to shoot some distance or you're, you're hunting in wind, well, you're going to yeah. have trouble with 90%. Now, and the other place where I've seen this, and let's just jump to elite, because this is where I was going with this. Elite, and I got to turn the page here, and it's the ethos, okay? The right, the elite archery there's, ethos. There's the ethos and the kairos. There's two. But, but, but they've got what they call the dwell zone. 
right in their draw cycle. So in other yes. words, it's where it's basically your let off where the string sits at full draw. Yeah. And that is a similar thing. I don't know if the percentage actually changes or if it's just a, a, a long flat spot on the cams or whatever, but that's a similar thing. Like if you've ever had a, uh, an elite at full draw and you go to let down, it's like, uh, did I break the bow or something? Cause I'm not sure. Like it's going to go. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. So there was uh, back in the old days with uh, elites at some of the primes, if you were working on a bow and sometimes you'd have to take the draw stop off to do things on the cam. And then if you forgot to put the draw stop back and drew them back, you'd hear this click and it's like, uh Oh, now you'd have trouble letting it down because uh, you actually over-rotated the cam a little bit. <laughs> and so some of them kind of felt like that. You're like, oh, man, did I overdraw this bow or overextend the cam, over-rotate it? Um, but Elite now has that infinite adjust draw stop system. It's not the same that they had last year. It does the same thing, but it does it a different way so that you can micro adjust that uh let off by one percent increments is what they say you know so if you don't like 85 you can go to 78 or whatever so i gotta refresh my memory and we've probably got the kairos further back in this section um what's the difference between the ethos and the kairos is one so, supposed to be more smooth and the other one speed or what it they're two uh different cams uh, I think it's the SP and the SPX. What it allowed them to do is to offer different draw length ranges. Gotcha. I think the X, I think the SPX is the longer draw versus the SP, but they're both 33 inch, whatever the specs you have for the Kairos, they're the same or the ethos. I forget which one. Yeah, you the have. ethos is a uh, 340 foot per second. It's the SP cam system on that one. Okay, so that's SPX got a six six and three quarter inch brace height, yeah. seventy to ninety percent let off. That's adjustable, as you mentioned, and you got a draw length range on the ethos twenty five and a half to thirty one inches, and it's a four. It's a little heavy. It's a little heavy. What's this? 33 yeah. inches between the axles, four and a half pounds advertised. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a, that's a big bow. It's yeah. 33 inches there and they got a big riser on it. And I was looking to see. So yeah, that and they do one, those dual cage risers, which is kind of their signature. So the Kairos, yeah, has uh, the SPX cam. And so it's, I was wrong. So it's the other way. The SP cam is the longer one. The SPX is 24 to 29 and a half. And so the reason that that is cool is it's that low end 24 inch draw that you can get into an elite flagship bow. A lot of the flagships don't go that low in draw length. They're going to start at 25 or 26 26 is probably most common, but a 24 inch draw, you can get into elites best bow, the best bow they have out there. And then, so, and so we didn't actually write up the Kairos. The other elite bow that we wrote up for the gear guide was the Allure, which is their the Allure. women's bow, right? Yep. Yep. I, I don't know if you did anything with we, that. We had Jasmine shoot that one. 
and she really liked it. Yeah, it uh, that one goes down to 23 inches, 23 yep. to 28 and a half. But it's a shorter bow. Like you said, the um, the other one uh, was a 33-inch bow. It weighed four and a half pounds. The Allure yeah. is a 30-inch bow, and it weighs four. So it's, yeah. you know, com more compact, more lightweight. Yeah. But uh, look, yeah, it looks like a really nice bow. Honestly, you know, you were saying you can get into a flagship elite bow at 24 inches with the, uh, but this one to 23, honestly, this looks to me like a pretty much an elite flagship bow. But again, it's just got a, a shorter draw length. Right. Uh, now look at that one. Does that one have, does the Allure have set technology? Uh, yes, it does. It's it does. got a okay. set technology for cam tuning and V3 smooth mods featured okay. on the SPX cam system. Gotcha. So it's the same cam. Okay. It just goes down a little bit. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's awesome too. That's, that's a $1,250 bow. So yeah. it's only, and, and the, uh, the ethos is, 1300. 1300. So it's only $50. I mean, they're pricing it and designing it as, as basically a, a just slightly more compact, shorter draw version of a flagship bow. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. If you're, so if you're looking, if you're like 29, 29 and a half, you're probably going to go for that uh, Kairos just to get to that max position on the cam. That's going to give you yeah. your best performance. So. And the thing about Elite is, you know, you talked about it with Bear. I don't know that it's exactly the same, but in this is what I mean. You said, you know, if someone shoots a bear, you're used to how a bear shoots, you're really going to like that. I think Elite is a lot that way. People yes. love Elite, really yep. love Elite. A lot of that has to do with their grip design. Yep. A lot of people consider Elite like the industry leader in grip. Um, again, some unique things about the way those cams feel at full draw and that's yeah sort of yeah if you're if you like elites a lot of other bows aren't going to feel right to you that's going to be um that's going to be another one of those they didn't and i would say for this year's bows i don't think they changed a ton either it's a lot of the same features uh they just had some different offerings out there but in terms of technology they didn't really do much different this year um elite which I, you know people are like oh what are they doing new and i'm thinking if the bow shoots great who cares <laughs> well care. and the other thing is and this is like maybe just take maybe we just take 30 seconds and talk about this like i don't care who the manufacturer is i mean you can do like resistance phase dampening was kind of a cool tweak to limb design but like yeah. in terms of the overall mechanics and efficiencies of a compound bow design i think the whole industry is kind of struggling as to how to wring a whole lot more water out of that sponge you know what i right, mean right right yeah and elite is one of the ones who is on the top of the charts as far as their tunability, you know, with quarter inch draw length, infinite adjust on the uh, let off, you know, really customizable, that set technology. So you can do your paper tuning and affect the limb pocket, which then affects your cam position. Yeah. Without needing a bow press. I mean, that's. Yeah. And so, you know, for people who are listening, if you're not familiar with set, it stands for simplified exact tuning. And yeah. basically it allows you to do all your cam tuning just by turning set screws 
and you don't have to mess around with the boat press or twisting yokes and cables and yep. anything like that. So, yeah. yeah. And then once you get it where you want it, you just lock it in place and you're done. Yeah. 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 And, Super and, simple. And, and so, gosh, that kind of brings me to the right to the next one on our list because they have a very similar cam tuning system. That would be Bowtech. Bowtech. You know, before we, before we dive into Bowtech, man, did they come out with just a a, a, a pile of new bows for 2024? <laughs> There's a couple of them. <laughs> I mean, I think they've got five or six new rigs, uh, you know, and I, I probably, I mean, let's hit on three of them, okay? okay. Uh, the first one would be the Carbon 1X because last okay. year, okay, 2023, I say last year, it's still December, this year. This year was a big year for Bowtech because they jumped in to the carbon bow arena with the carbon one. They had never, they had done uh, not a true carbon bow, right? The, the night riser, it was basically carbon, carbon night. fiber infused resin that they molded, you know, risers with. And I, honestly, I love the guys at Bowtech, but that wasn't really a great product. It It sounded like a hollow... And when you <laughs> shot it and it was light, I will give it that it was extremely light, but yeah, it, it, yeah I, it's not the greatest bow ever made, but, but the carbon one, which I actually have, um, and I got last year, I loved that bow. I thought that was excellent. Yeah. Not, not overly light by carbon bow standards, but it shoots really, really nice. Right. And and so this year they've come out with the Carbon One X, and that X stands for extra length because this is a 33-inch bow as opposed to the original Carbon One, which which was a 30. So what did yep. you think of it, PJ? So if we're talking about the bow itself, the bow shot nice. It was awesome. Everything about it, it's got the the new feature on the cam this year is the, I forget there, it's part of their deadlock, but it's basically so that now you can even do cam timing without putting the bow in the press. Oh, wow. I forget what they call it. So, so you're time not lock. Just, time lock. Time lock. That's right. So now, time okay. Lock. So let's talk about deadlock and time lock again, just okay. for people who might not be. Yeah. So with deadlock, again, obviously each cam top and bottom is on an axle. And with, with deadlock technology, you can just loosen a set screw and then there's a tuning screw that you turn and you can literally tell the cam to move left or right on the axle to it's get like that. a gear drive. Yeah. And then just, you just retighten the set screw. Yeah. So with time lock, you're telling me that not only can I move the cam left and right on the axle, but now I can actually make micro adjustments in cam rotation. Not in cam rotation. Well, the end result is cam rotation. What you're moving is the cable position, which then leads to cam position. But oh, so is it allowing you to micro lengthen or shorten yes, the cable? That's what it does. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, and so they introduced it last year on their target bows, but this was the first year we're seeing it on their hunting bows. But again, just to make tuning simpler without the need for the bow press, of course, you're still going to need a bow press to put in a peep sight, but <laughs> that's a different matter. Um, but, you know, the more stuff that you can do on the line, you're out there at the range, you went all the way out there, you don't have access to a bow press. Hey, I got to fix some stuff here. 
the more you can do with needing less equipment, that just makes it easier for the person at home, I think. Um, so, 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 you, so you liked the bow, but it sounded like there was a butt. So the butt is that thing is heavy. For a carbon bow, it's heavy. It's heavier than most of the aluminum bows out there. So, so Bowtex advertising it at four and a half pounds. Yeah. It's a 33-inch bow. It's got a six and an eighth inch brace height, 25 and a half to 30 and a half inch uh, draw length. And your IBO speed rating on that one is 339. So again, it just seems like 340, give or take. Three, yeah. 340, 342 is the where everybody is sitting with these flagship bows right now. Right, right. Now, yeah, and, that's, and, and that's a seven, that's an $1,800 bow, $1,799. Yeah. So, yeah. so again, yeah, you're saying like for $1,800, would I go for that versus an aluminum riser bow? If I, if I want carbon for what carbon is supposed to do, you got to ask yourself, boy, you know, there are other, you know, if you take a look at PSE's carbon, it's significantly lighter, you know, especially if you get into some of those levitates. Okay. So, so uh, let's stick with Bowtech. Okay. Yeah. Cause we're going to go from 1800 to 1400. So for $400 less, you could get a core SS or a core SR. Did you? Right. I did. Yes. Yep. Okay. And the SS is right. The super smooth and the super SR is faster, right? Speed redefined, I believe is SR. Okay. And those bows are basically $1,400 a piece. Pick your, pick your experience, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. I think the, I shot, so I wanted to see speed, you know, uh, one of the other things, to all the Bowtex feature is what they call flip disc. So you have two sides of the module. One is a performance setting and one is a comfort setting. So the speed redefined, I'm like, well, all right, I'm going to give this everything it's got. So I set it, I had the speed redefined and I set it on the speed performance. And for me personally, man, that's a rough draw cycle. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little ragged, it's, huh? It's fast, but man, that's uh that's too that's a younger man's well, setup he, there. <laughs> okay, here's the thing. Here's the thing. And I actually really am a fan of Bowtech. I've shot a lot of Bowtech over the years. I've killed a lot of animals. And I think you could apply this more generally across the industry because these two bows, just to give folks the specs. So the the core SS has a speed rating of 337 feet per second. So again, very close to that 340 where we said, well, the, the Core SR only bumps it up to 344. So you're looking at a difference of seven feet per second in the speed ratings. Now, Is if that, you, do they, I'd be interested to know if they say, if they measure that on which side of the disc. I don't know. I don't know. But my point is this, PJ, even if it, Let's say for the sake of this discussion that I like to shoot the core SS. Let's say the 337 is in the performance, but yeah, I put yeah. it into comfort. So let's say that brings yeah, yeah. it down to 332. Yeah. Well, 332 to 344, that's 12 feet a second. I would much rather every single day and twice on Sunday. I can guarantee you, I've not shot either one of these bows, never held them, never drew them. I can tell you right now, I would tell Bowtech, send me the core SS 
in comfort setting. And I don't even care if it's 12 or even 15 feet a second slower than that SR in the performance setting, because the the enjoyment of shooting it is so much yeah. better. And the confidence and the, the way that confidence and comfort level is going to translate into accuracy in a tree stand or a saddle or a blind is way more valuable to me than the extra 15 feet per second. Right. Yeah. You know, I, for I me, agree. Again, I, for I'm me, in the same boat. For me. For me. Yep. Same now, boat. I don't one, need all that speed. One more boat tech while we're here. And the reason I got to talk about three for them, okay, it's not just because I love Jeff Suter and Todd Snader and what great guys they are. If you're listening, I love you boys. But but it's because they probably make, I bet you it's the best-selling women's bow in history. And it, and maybe Botech can't take the credit for that. Maybe Eva Shockey can take a lot of the oh. credit for that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they yes. they kind of they kind of hit a marketing home run when they got kind of hooked up with uh, Miss Mrs. Uh, Eva Shockey, didn't for they? For sure. Uh, and yeah. they have the Eva Gen Three, and it's a good looking bow. It's got this really cool new color. It, I call it like a mint green. I think they call it forest. I bet you the ladies are going crazy over this, but they have been so successful with these Eva Shockey bows yeah. over the years. And now they've got the third generation. Did you guys take a look at that? I That one I have not seen yet. I did not get that one in, no. Oh my goodness, you guys need to. So I'm just going to hit on it since I brought it up. It's... Uh, like I said, it's the Eva Gen 3. It's a lighter, shorter version of what they're saying they're flagship bows. So oh, okay. similar to what Elite did, right, with the Allure, they're essentially yeah. saying, hey, we're giving you all the technology, all the features. We're yeah. just streamlining this for a woman. So it's got deadlock and time lock, and it's got the grip. Oh, that's another new thing, Botech did, the grip lock. Oh, yeah, the grip lock. Yes, so, yes, so, yes. So you can loosen a set yep. screw. And you can actually pivot the grip in and out to change the angle of the back of the grip. Yeah, that you, was on their target bows too, and now it's on hunting. Yeah. What do you think about that for the honestly, PJ, for the average shooter? Is it important? Well, I, I think it is because it will let them now. So what's so a lot of people don't realize that the grip is not working for them, but they're not going to go buy another one. Well, now this is just the twisting of the screw so they can get a higher wrist is what I'm going to say. Probably a lot of people would do better with. You can get that just with a twist of the screw. You don't have to buy anything. Yeah. So you can experiment with different positions, yeah. see which one is the most comfortable, which one's exactly. the most accurate. Yeah. Okay. Definitely. So, so rounding out the Eva gen three here, it's uh what is the axle to axle on this? It's going to have a 20. It's pretty short. It's 28 inches. 28, okay. 28 inches between the axles, six and an eighth inch brace height, 24 to 29 inch draw length range. And the, the weight of the bow is 3.9 pounds. And they claim an IBO arrow speed uh, rating 326 feet per second. But I never know what that means on women's bows because how do they calculate that? Because it's not a true IBO. It's, it's a... It's a uh... Uh, what you call it. It's just a math equation because it doesn't actually go to 70 or 30, yeah. 30 inches. But they've got this new forest color. Like I say, I call it a mint green. I, I think the ladies are going to love it. But and some, uh, 
while we're talking about that, Christian, so here is something that I learned this year. So these specs that we're talking about are actually ATA specs. It's the ATA speed rating is the 30 inch draw, 30, uh, 350 grain arrow at 70 pounds. That's an ATA. The IBO specs, so they have the IBO arrow ratings, which is, they say, five grains per pound. That's the recommended arrow weight. But the IBO speed test rating is actually 80 pounds, 400 grain arrow, and there's no draw length. Nobody uses that. <laughs> so currently, only Matthews and Darton claim IBO, but they actually do ATA. And so we've been typing it wrong all these years is what you're telling me. So it's the ATA is the 30 inch draw, uh, 350 grain arrow, 70 pounds. Okay. It's, and if you, and if you look like, if you look at, uh, elites, you'll see ATA speed rating. If you look at PSE, it'll say a ATA speed rating. Matthews does say IBO on their sheet card. Um, but just, differences there nobody uses i don't like the acronym ata for speed because ata could also stand for axle to axle <laughs> yeah right <laughs> and it gets to be too much uh, acronym soup in the write-ups yeah it's it's uh it, so i talked to josh sidebottom about it and he's like it's nobody enforces any of it nobody really keeps track of it it has all gotten kind of homogenized over the years, you know, between the IBO arrow rating for what you should, the minimum arrow weight you should shoot would match what ATA does. It's just a weird, I was saying IBO for years. That's why the only reason I'm mentioning this is now I have to correct myself that I've told me and Kyle have agreed. I'm going to correct myself going forward. <laughs> well, again, it's just another it's just another reason to really rely on on the fine folks at Lancaster Archery because you guys are all about precision. You know, <laughs> well, going forward, I'm gonna do that. You'll still watch a bunch of my videos, and I say IBO speed rating because that's what everybody said. But well, anyway, I can't believe it. But there's still three companies that we have to talk about. There might be more, but three that I'm going to talk about, three big ones okay. that we have in the gear guide that we haven't touched on yet. Okay. Prime. Prime. Prime, Prime Archery. The okay. RVX. Yes. The RVX. And I believe that's available, and it is. Three models. So the Prime RVX 32, 34, and 36. Six. Yep. You shot this, I'm sure. I did. And I shot it in the, I shot the four, Kyle. I had all three, but I think I, what I spent time with was the four, 34. Um, and yeah, it's, uh, and this is another one that it was very similar to last year's, which was the, I think it was the RevX. And now this year it's the RVX. If I remember correctly, let me look that up just to double check myself. But the RVX and yeah, last year was the um, Revex, right? Was the Revex, Revex, however you pronounce that. And this year it's the RVX. Very, very similar bows um, from year to year. Gotcha. In 
including in their offerings. And, you know, for me, I like that prime has gone, you know, I know there's the diehard prime guys. Ah, we like the parallel cam system. I, well, I know that pro, pro shops didn't like it. No, I didn't like it. <laughs> uh, so the RVX, you know, now they've gone to that inline cam system, which th- the engineer told me does achieves the same thing. Um, and they said this was just a progression, you know, as they moved through their engineering, the dual, the parallel cam did what they wanted it to. Now this inline cam system does the same thing. Great shooting bows. Um, you know, the thing I think you'd always notice about the prime is how they balance because they have that center grip oh, position. Yeah. Um, and other- with no stabilization, they just hold nice. Yeah, the other thing they have is those that swerve riser technology. Yep. And again, it's all designed to eliminate hand torque and achieve great balance. And you will, you'll notice that on a prime, it's not, I mean, yes, they market on it, but I having shot a bunch of primes over the years, it's very true. I can remember several years, probably going back five years, uh, at the ATA show, they had a laser pointer on the riser. And they'd have all bunch of competitor bows. Yeah. And then they'd have their bow. Yeah. And you could see it for yourself where it was basically just draw our bow and aim and watch your little red laser dot and yeah. see how steadily it basically holds on the target. Now draw, you know, competitor A, competitor B, competitor C, and watch how much that dot dances around while you're trying to hold on the bullseye. And, right. you know, hey, there's really something to that. It's it's good. Now, Prime is one of the controversial. Matthews is the other one. Um, where, you know, it's the kind of the Ford Chevy debate there where prime uses mod specific draw length adjustments on their cam. In other words, if you want to change draw length, you have to get a different mod. If you want to go from 30 to 30 and a half, you need a new set of mods. Matthews is the same way. And prime says that maximizes and Matthews maximizes efficiency at every draw length that every draw length you shoot at, you're getting the most out of the bow because it's not adjustable. So that's, you know, some folks love that. And some folks say, wow, I want to be able to adjust it. What if I want to play with draw length? I don't want to spend 50 bucks on a new pair of mods. Um, So that's just one of those features um, that there's debate in the archery world about, which is And these bows... These RVX bows, I'm going to say that they're a little bit on the the heavier end of lighter heavy. Yeah. And I'm just I'll run down the specs for people real sure. quick. RVX 32, IBO speed 340, six and a quarter inch brace height, 26 to 30 inch draw length range, and 4.4 pound mass weight. The RVX 34, 342 speed rating, uh, six and a quarter inch. Uh, brace height 26 and a half to 30 and a half inch draw length and four and a half pounds. And the 36 is a 332 speed, six and three quarter brace height 27 and a half to 31 and a half and 4.6 pounds. They all have adjustable let off uh, 75 to 85 percent. Yes. So, yeah, good solid bows. I mean, Prime yeah. makes good stuff. 
There's no, absolutely no junk there. No. And uh, Prime has another one this year called the Ronin, which is their quote unquote budget bow, which I want to talk about this a little bit in a little in a little while. Yeah. But an I'm going to $850. Well, I'm going to give you a whole. Yeah, we're going to wrap up these brands. And a matter of fact, I'm not sure if the other two brands that I said that we needed to discuss, we need to discuss because they are Expedition and APA. But although we have these written up in our book, it's not out yet, this magazine. Right. And I'm not sure that actually these two bows that I wanted to discuss with you, that either one of them have actually launched. Oh, gotcha. So I better not. I Because uh, I just one more. Uh, there's one more I want to talk about. Okay. So because you didn't hear anything about 2024 Expedition bows. No, we don't carry either of those. So we oh, don't. Okay. We don't so I'm not going to discuss those only because if I don't want to take the risk right. of leaking something, because I don't have my emails right in front of me and I don't remember gotcha. what the launch dates were, but I knew that when they gave the information to us, it was embargoed. So I'm not gotcha. going to leak anyone's secrets. Who did you have on your list that you wanted to talk about? Darton. I just oh, okay. shot the Dartons yesterday. So I, yeah. So, and I apologize. They're not in the gear guide. And the reason is they weren't able to get us the information right. in time for our print deadline. Yep. Just launched them. I just spent time with them yesterday. And uh, the reason I want to talk about Darton is if folks don't know, but Randy Kitts, who owns Black Eagle and Conquest Archery, he bought Darton a couple years ago. If you're my age, probably your age as well, Christian, we know about Darton. In the 90s, Darton was as big as anybody. Darton bows were everywhere. And then, you know, early 2000s, uh, the, just, the bows didn't slip. They just weren't uh, advertised, marketed as much, so they kind of fell off the radar. Randy Kitts bought them a couple years ago. He's trying to revive that brand. If you shoot a compound bow, any compound bow, it has Darton technology on it. Their engineer, Rex, is basically the godfather of the binary cam. He invented it. Almost every bow I heard yesterday, except Matthews, has Darton technology on it. They use his patents. So anyway, they've been, they and since Randy bought it a couple of years ago, the bows have been getting a little bit better, a little bit better, a little bit better. This year... They had the uh, sequel, uh, which is 31 and 33, and I'd put that up there against any of the flagship bows. This They finally have it to where it's a great shooting bow. It's a great drawing bow. It has all the features we you'd like to see. But even more impressive is their bow called the Consequence, which is the a budget bow at $650. Now we're getting down into the price range where it's like, okay, now you're talking more affordable, but it has, it has the same cam as the sequel. There's no composite on it. The limb pockets are aluminum. I shot this thing uh, at distance and it's just, it performed as good as anything at $650. That's crazy. Now you're getting into where, okay, I don't want to pay twelve, thirteen hundred dollars for a bow. I want to get into bow hunting. Six fifty for a bow that performs, you know, top end. Just a great bow. That one blew me away. Um, Braden yeah. Gelantine came. You know, all world archer Braden Gelantine came, 
And he was like, when he took it out, he, he said, I think we have the price wrong on this. That's not 650. Cause he was like, this thing shoots lights out. Well, it's um, like, yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think what an analogy would be, but like, I mean, I'm just going to make one up, but you know, you, you drive, like you take, you go out to buy a new vehicle, you know, and you drive, say like this Lexus SUV or whatever, and you really like it, but it's, I don't know, let's just say it's $80,000 or something like that. Right. And then you go and test drive a, a Mazda SUV that's comparable and, you know, you really like it, but you're like, you know, it's not, it's not quite as good as the Lexus, but it's $50,000 as yeah. opposed to $80,000. And so you end up buying the Mazda and, and then your buddy says, well, did you really like the Mazda as much as you like? And you're like, well, it wasn't quite as good as the Lexus, but it was like 90% as good. And for $30,000, it was too nice of a vehicle not to buy. Yeah. And, you know, you could basically say the same thing about some of these lower price bows where you're like, yeah, I mean, it's a $650 bow. It's not quite as good as a $2,000 bow, but for that price difference, it's too good of a bow not to shoot. You know that what I'm saying? That might be the difference between someone buying a bow and not buying a bow. Oh, yeah. Or we want them to buy the bow. <laughs> yeah. Or, or buying a bow. Or buying a bow and having enough money left over to pay for your license and go on a trip. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah. 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 So yeah. The, I wanted to mention that one just because it was so, uh, you know, hey, Bear does a great job. They have a ton of bows in that 400 to $600 range. They're great bows. I don't think even they would say, like, there's definitely a different performance experience. This one at 650, I could say, man, there wasn't that much of a difference in performance. It's got a bigger brace height, so it's a little slower. But at distance 60 yards, I was pounding with that thing. Yeah. Well, and so what was the name of that again? The Consequence. The Darton Consequence. Yeah. So as a consequence of having listened to PJ and I for well over an hour, if you have stuck with us this long, maybe that makes it all worthwhile because I have never heard of it until just now myself. And maybe that was like the secret that you've been waiting for that here at the like hour and 20 mark. PJ has dished upon the bow hunters of America that little secret of a great budget bow that you can pick up for 2024. Absolutely. Um, gosh, man, that took a while, but like how many other people in this country could I call and be like, hey, have you shot all the... Remember, folks, we're recording this. What's the date today? It's the sixth. December 6th. We are a little over a full month out yet from the archery trade show. So, you know, how many people over four weeks out from the trade show have already shot just about every significant new for 2024 bow in existence? Not only has shot it, has probably recorded a video on it and cold with no notes behind a microphone can actually remember a little something about every one of them. I mean, you're pretty damn good, Mr. Ryle. Well, 
I'm sure I forgot more about these bows than I remembered. <laughs> but I, what I do remember about this year is I don't, it, for me and Kyle, video producer, we were talking about this. For some reason, there were a lot of bows this year. Instead of companies coming out with one, it was like most of them had two, three, four models this year, which we hadn't seen that all at once that I can remember. Yeah, so there, there's a lot of bows out this year. Well, like I said, like I know that Boat Tech probably sent me like six and I was like, yeah, we're not going to have room to write about all these. Just so you know, you better like prioritize. <laughs> I'm looking. I still have the Bowtex. I think I see four boxes over there. <laughs> so, hey, man, variety is the spice of life and it's good to have yeah. options. And there's a lot of great options out there. There are. And, you know, one of the things that I get dinged at for all the time is, oh, you like all the bows. I'm shooting the flagship bows. I, I can honestly say any of the flagship bows you pick up, you can't go wrong. There's ones that will suit this taste more than another, but none of these flagship bows are quote unquote bad. It's just your preference. Which one works for you? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I really appreciate your time. Um, yes, sir. I will wish you a Merry Christmas and a very happy holidays to everybody. And remember, if you're still doing Christmas shopping, because this episode will, will go on the 12th of December. So there's still a couple weeks left. Oh, yeah. LancasterArchery.com can get you lots of good gifts that's going to put a smile on a bow hunter's face. For and sure. And for those super duper procrastinators, like maybe it's Christmas Eve and you don't, hey, gift cards can be received instantaneously by, <laughs> by electronic delivery. You or got it. maybe, maybe it's even after Christmas and you're going to those family gatherings or the holiday parties and you forgot, hey, same deal, man. You get online, PJ will take your money like in, in real time, you know, and Absolutely. get that gift card. <laughs> gift card, print that out right on the printer at home. Bam, send it as an email. You don't even need to print it out. So don't kill any trees. Don't kill yeah. any trees. Just, just, just text it to that text person. It. You know, there you go. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, listen, man, I really appreciate it. You're, you really are, you really are pretty darn good. I mean, I, I got to give it to you. Well, it keeps me out of trouble. <laughs> You got to right. do something, right? You got to uh, do something. And All right. hey, what, what could be worse than going outside and spending the day shooting a bunch of boats? People really feel sorry for you. I know. I bet they do. Well, listen, thanks again. And we'll see everybody next time on the Bow Hunting Podcast. Thanks for downloading the Peterson's Bow Hunting Podcast. All bow hunting, all the time. Pick up the latest issue of Peterson's Bow Hunting Magazine on your local newsstand or connect with us online at bowhuntingmag.com.